Game two of the World Series between the Cubs and the Indians. The Cubs looking to even things up at one win apiece. Prior to the game, Chris Bryant and David Ortiz, the recipients of the Hank Aaron Award. Cavaliers breaking more of a sweat here than they did against the Knicks on Tuesday. Jake Arrieta starts for Chicago. Trevor Bauer for Cleveland. His pinky was okay, but the Cubs sliced him open in other ways. The 2-2. Line drive down the right field line, deep in the corner. That's a fair ball up against the wall in one hop. It's going to be a double for Rizzo. Bryant's going to score. The throw goes to second. Bryant scores. Double for Rizzo. Cubs lead 1-0. Cubs are on the board for the first time in the World Series. Boy, oh boy. Can Jose Ramirez deliver and quickly steal the momentum away from the Cubs? 3-1 pitch. Two on, two out. In the air to center. Back is Fowler near the track and now on it to end the inning. Two on, two out. Will Joe let him go on 3-0? I would. He does in a base hit. Here comes Rizzo. No throw to the plate. Schwarber's delivered 2-0. He's back. Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer and Jason McLeod in the stands. And boy, were they thrilled on that base hit by Schwarber. He's now been to the postseason with three different clubs. So this is nothing new for him. The pitch. Line to right. Fair ball. Into the corner. Rizzo around second on his way to third. A little slip by Chisenhall. Rizzo will be sent to the plate. The throw is late. Zobris head first sliding into third. RBI triple for Ben Zobris, the hottest hitter on either team. Brian Shaw, runner at third, one out. Schwarber with another base hit. Here comes Zobris. Cubs lead 4 nothing. Kyle Schwarber has knocked in two tonight. Cleveland had a former Cy Young Award winner go in game one. The Cubs have their former Cy Young Award winner, the reigning Cy Young Award winner in game two. And strikes out. That's number six for Jake Arrieta. Arrieta gets the sign. Contreras sets up toward the outside, and the pitch is hit in the air to left. It's deep. Zobra's back on the dirt. He's got it. Through five, Arietta dealing. He has not allowed a hit. There's a 1-1. It's a base hit, first of the night for the Indians. Kipnis around first, he'll go for two. The throw by Hayward to second base, the throw offline. And the first hit against Jake Arrieta in tonight's game. Arrieta didn't allow a hit through five and a third, is knocked out in the sixth. Theo and Jed and Aroldis and Joe. Trying to send this series 1-1 back to Wrigley on Friday night. Now you can really hear the Cub fans. And the 2-2. Swinging a bouncer to short. Gloved by Addison Russell, and he throws him out, and the Cubs win. The Cubs win a World Series ball game for the first time since 1945. They have evened up this World Series at one victory apiece. And a very significant victory for the Cubs. The Cubs pick up the 5-1 Game 2 win to square up the World Series at one win apiece. Jake Arrieta's no-hit bid of five and a third, the longest by a Cubs pitcher in the World Series since Ed Rubach in Game 2 of 1906 as he took a no-no into the seventh. Terry Francona suffers his first ever World Series loss, ending his winning streak at nine. That trails only Joe McCarthy's 10 and Joe Torre's 14 for the longest World Series winning streaks in baseball history. For the first time in 71 years, Wrigley Field will be the site of a World Series game 
when the Fall Classic shifts to Chicago for Game 3 on Friday. With a Game 3 preview, here's Tim McMaster and Jeff Nelson. The World Series set to head to Chicago, and it's tied one game apiece because the Cubs take Game 2 5-1. to one. So we changed locations, friendly confines of Wrigley Field, and the Cubs are right where they want to be 1-1. Absolutely, and they have their great guy in Hendricks going for him in Game 3. This guy has been nails at home, 9-2 with a one point. 3-2 ERA during the regular season. Game six, he was lights out, seven in the third innings to help them beat the Dodgers to go on to the World Series. This guy is nails at home, the exact person they need for the pivotal game three. Then Josh Tomlin on the hill for the Indians. Here's a guy that all sorts of pressure on him in the ALCS, steps up big time against the Blue Jays. He doesn't throw hard, but he gets the job done. Well, you have two guys on both sides that really aren't overpowering. Tomlin might hit 90-91. Same with Hendricks. Tomlin hasn't pitched since game two of the ALCS. Really pitched well, five and two-thirds innings, only gave up that one run, struck out six. Another guy, go five or six innings, and you have to immediately go to that Cleveland Indians bullpen. But nothing seems to bother this guy. You know, both guys are very crafty around the strike zone. They throw a lot of strikes, and Tomlin has that nasty breaking ball. If he has that nasty breaking ball like he had during the Blue Jays series, watch out for the for the Cubs. I mean, he's, he's pretty dominant with that breaking ball. It took ten games, but Terry Francona has finally lost in the World Series. The Indian skipper talked about his team's 5-1 setback to the Cubs in Game 2. We gave up, what, nine hits, eight walks, two errors, and we only gave up five runs. We're probably pretty fortunate because there was traffic all night. Um, you know, for us to, to win, we generally need to play a clean game, and we didn't do that. Kip will, Kip will be fine. Partially, you know, they never let him settle into the game. you got to give them a lot of credit. I thought... In the first inning, Rizzo had a really good at bat. Um, you know, as a staff in general, you know, we worked behind a lot tonight more than is is helpful. Um, I think some of their hitters deserve credit for that. Also, they didn't chase. They had a lot of deep counts. Um, shoot, I think it was the until we got to Otero, we didn't have anything less than 19 pitches. For seven innings, that's tough. There were no bleeding issues for Trevor Bauer this time around, but the Indians' right-hander did not have his A game as the Cubs got to him early and often. It was a battle for sure. I wasn't sharp, but I mean, you know, I've had plenty of games like that, so I'm used to working through it. I thought I did a decent job of keeping it close. Did the finger give you any trouble pitching? Nope. Yeah, I mean, series is 1-1. It's best of five now, so got to win three before they do. Mike Napoli was the only Indians player with a multi-hit night. He spoke about his team's 5-1 setback in game two. He was tough. You know, he's kind of, I, I think he, he might have won a better uh, command, but, you know, it was, it was kind of effective. You know, he, he hit his spots when he needed to. Um, you know, his ball moves all over the place. It's a tough at bat anyway. So, um, you know, he did what he had to do. Um, you just got to tip your hat and move on. We're going to try to scrap away runs for, for our pitchers early. And uh, you know, that's what we did the first night, and uh, they got us tonight. Jason Kipnis was one of only three Indians players to find the hit column in game two. He talked about the 5-1 loss and what to expect moving forward. It's a bad game, um, for me at least. Uh, I've had him before. I'll have a short memory on it. It's not the end of the world. Um, that one cost us a run. The other one didn't, so it's... So all I can do is have a short memory and move on. It's, it's kind of things happen. It's cold out there. You've got to keep the blood moving. And, um, there are plays that need to be made. There's good innings and bad innings. When you, in this weather, when the kind of 
standing out there for a long time, it starts to tighten up, so I try to have to make sure I'm moving around, and um, this is what it is. That's not an excuse, no excuse on the ankle.